0: Please listen carefully.
1: Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of Autism in the Wild. Your host Chris and I'm Noah. Now, why don't you introduce tonight's guest?
1: Okay, so our guest tonight is a school counselor at one of the local junior highs in town. She was my she was my uh, guidance counselor for three years. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, three <laughs> years, and we're pretty close. And she knows a lot about what she does. So this <laughs> is this is Angela. Hi. Thanks for coming on
2: to our
0: podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. It's my first podcast ever. I know. I know. Buckle <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you've heard the podcast before. I have,
2: yes. Okay, yes. so
0: you're somewhat familiar mm-hmm. with, with the what you're up to
2: <laughs> My competition.
0: Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Well, I wouldn't call
2: it a competition, per se.
0: Great. Okay, well, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself and sure. what you
2: do. Sure. So I am a junior high school counselor for grades seven, eight, and nine. This is my, and then a K-12 counselor for a year and a half. And then thought I would come to Cedar Falls and be at Holmes until I could go to the high school. But those little junior high buggers have got me. And um, as long as I'm in Cedar Falls, that is where I'll be. So yeah, so that is kind of a little bit about me. It holds me divide by alphabet. So I have the last names L through Z. And so that's how I got to meet Noah and work with your family.
0: Yeah, and, and I think you have worked, you communicated mostly with Tiane. I did. Yeah. yeah. So she should probably really be here, to ask <laughs> questions. but she's not. That's okay.
2: Yeah, that's okay. So we
0: can talk about her too. We yeah. could. Yeah. 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 She does listen, but okay, that's okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only the good thing. Yeah.
0: Of <laughs> course. All right. Well, well, um, in your job. Mm-hmm. How do you relate to
2: autism? Sure, sure. So um, I would say, you know, as a teacher, when I, when I was a teacher, clearly I, you know, taught students with autism and, you know, when I started teaching in um, 2003, 2002, 2003, I would say, you know, you, you knew that you had students in, in your classroom that had autism and had, had some different needs. However, I would say the way that I've seen that grow and progress over the years, you know, has really been um, interesting in the way that, that I've been able to work with students with autism has been really, really exciting for me in my career. So, I mean, clearly, you know, as, as a counselor, we work to meet the social, academic, emotional needs of all of our students. And so um, some of the ways that I work with students with autism would be um, like, for instance, through 504 plans and, you know, working on different plans with students and making sure that accommodations and things are met also through, you know, the IEP process of students have IEPs meeting with them individually to work on, you know, plans to help students be successful during the day, working with families quite a bit, trying to bridge the gap between, a scary junior high. For many parents, it's the first time in the secondary world. And so trying to bridge that gap between the school and home and and helping the student transition and be successful.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I remember when I first met you was, Mm -hmm. no, it was in sixth grade. We were, we were preparing for him to leave, and we are transitioning yes, out of elementary school. I,
2: remember I do remember yes. that meeting. I do. I don't. Oh, Were you there? I, I, no, think probably, I don't remember I, I, if he was there.
0: I don't think I was. That's probably why I don't
2: remember. I just don't yet. Yeah. 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 I remember sitting there, and Tyance answered crying mm-hmm. at the thought of him leaving Lincoln and how oh, scary yeah. it was going to be.
0: Well, we had a really good experience mm-hmm. at Lincoln. And and I think at that time, though, you were graduating from special education Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we were also transitioning away from an IEP Mm -hmm. to a 504 at that Mm -hmm. time. So there was a lot of change. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry. I ended. (laughs) But that's okay. But I I just remember how positive you were Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just – it was like really, you're really excited about it.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Well, that's, I might have been faking. No, I'm just kidding. I do, you know what? I remember a few things about the meeting. One, I don't think I understood when we were sitting in the meeting that Noah, that you were transitioning from that IEP, mm-hmm. honestly, with adult support. I mean, quite a bit adult yeah, support during the day. For sure. To a 504, which, you know, that really 504s bring support from teachers and accommodations and things in the classroom. But to have kind of one person with you during the day was not what was going to happen in junior high.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I remember, I, I remember thinking later, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that that's mm-hmm. what was happening. And it made it make sense more kind of the nervousness that was coming with it. The second thing I remember is the door-to-door transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first time with a 504. I four. I'd seen it with IEPs. But I remember it came up that would we would need to write that into the 504. And I just said, you know, I just need to check on this. It's kind of my first time doing that. And I remember feeling so terrible, like, these parents probably think I'm a complete moron because I don't know if we can do this. But, um, you know, it was as quick as an email. And I found out that we absolutely could. And um, that was set up really easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of firsts for me too. So yeah. it was exciting. And I remember just how gracious and kind you and Tian were with the whole process and the whole transition. And
0: mm-hmm. well, by that time, I would say, um, fifth and sixth grade, Noah didn't really have, even though he was assigned a person, Yeah, he didn't really rely on that, oh, okay. like, especially the last fifth and sixth grade, I would say
1: she was more there. Mm hmm. But not with him. I yeah. actually, well, I wasn't one on one with someone in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Up until fifth grade, and then she skipped and then she's like, "Now nah, we don't need you anymore." <laughs> <laughs> you they're, were playing like, somewhere God. else. So, so yeah, I was with by myself, I guess, with mm-hmm. people keeping an eye on me, I guess. And then meetings came around, and yeah,
2: yeah what we're talking yeah. about right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was that like for you, too? You know, where is it kind of relieving to not have somebody with you where you was, obviously you were ready?
1: I was getting to a point, I don't really remember too much about it since it was a very long time ago. It was. But, um, But I remember getting to such a point where I was slowly and slowly starting to like not use that mm-hmm. person as much. So mm-hmm. once we actually like, hey, you know, I'm an associate this year, I didn't really feel any different mm-hmm. because... I already essentially, I felt like I cut the cord yeah. of a long time before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. She was with you probably since first grade? First grade, I yeah. would say. Kindergarten, we had a different one. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Didn't yeah. work out so well. No. But no. First grade. not be something, <new.
2: laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But, but, you know, it, over the years, we just relied less and less yeah. on that person, and it was just a more of a natural transition. Mm-hmm. So Noah was ready to graduate away from us IEP, yeah, yeah, um, at that point. Yeah. Uh, but the, one of the things that, uh, from my perspective, that were really important for the door-to-door transportation, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in, in, it's not just for Noah; it was for our whole family, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because if if we didn't have that, mm-hmm. then we were going to have to change like my work schedule mm-hmm. and some other things because. We had three kids in three schools, mm-hmm. and Isaac needed to have his routine for sure. Mm-hmm. So that was
2: actually a really big deal mm-hmm. that we had that door-to-door transportation. Mm-hmm. And I remember too when we first met, and even when I met you, um, you know, through Boost, when we were getting the year started. Yeah. I didn't realize that you were a twin. You know, yeah. I just did. I didn't know any of that Most
1: stuff. Really?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, and it wasn't until Ty-Ann, maybe. I think I found that out, and then Tyanne pointed me after we'd worked together for a while on different things, pointed me to her blog. And then I, I mean, I, <laughs> I hope nobody listens to this that, you know, could fire me, but I spent an entire afternoon just engrossed oh. in Tyanne's blog.
0: Well, you were, it was a learning
2: what I was learning about my students. Yes. It, it, it was, I just remember reading it, and I, and I was just amazed and learned so much about. You know, your home and your kiddos and, and just home life and it you know it was it was really interesting so yeah and I remember sharing it with my other counselor and just you know and it's just so well written too mm-hmm. that it was so easy to read and really entertaining and real so it was it yeah. was good mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of my
0: favorite things Noah says uh, what do you tell people on your birthday
1: let's see I think there's two things I think about of top of my head and the one the first one I'm one day closer to death but that's yeah. not really that's no, I... that's more of a recent thing. Um it's my twin it's my twin brother's birthday today. So I'm like I say something on the lines of that. Yeah, you tell people today is my twin brother's birthday. And, and people who don't know they go <laughs> instead of saying, So what is,
2: what is the reaction normally They just look at your own. And so like, oh, Yeah, right.
1: And then <laughs> and then like the next like I remember told someone this, then the next day I saw them again, it's like wait, you have a twin brother? Yeah, like, like, takes a like clicked and I was like it took, him, like, it took him a solid, like day yeah. to figure it out.
2: It's a really clever way to announce it's your birthday. You know, yeah, so.
1: like it's good for it's, it's good for like, the two truths, one lie yes. icebreaker thing that everyone uh, loves or hates. Uh
2: huh.
1: We already, did we ask for challenges already? I don't think, so. don't think so. No. Okay. What are some of the challenges of working with students and their families, the people who have autism?
2: Um yeah,
1: and I, I guess you could expand that to other people,
2: yeah, just in education in general, yeah. maybe, okay, I think some challenges in my career, I think early much so earlier on in my career, it wasn't uncommon for me to have students in my classroom who um probably were undiagnosed mm-hmm. and therefore. Because they did not have the diagnosis or they did have the diagnosis and um, families had not really, because there's just really a, maybe a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of really what it meant. Especially, you know, 20 years ago, they, the kiddos had not maybe had the proper support or the proper types of therapies or the, you know, just the proper things in place to help them you know, be successful or, or handle different situations. Or, um, so I I can remember that a lot more maybe than I see now. Mm -hmm. And actually on a personal level, I have an uncle who I I think he's in his fifties now and he has autism. And so, um, you know, when he was born in, um, like the 70s, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, less, very less common. It it was just, nothing was known then. And so I, my mom and I had this conversation where I just say, Oh my gosh, have he been born now and gone to school now? And you know, life would be so incredibly different for him than than it is now as an adult. There's just so much more known and available. Um, so I, I do remember that early on in my career, just seeing kiddos that just have not had, you know, any kind of support. I think now maybe some challenges Oh gosh um would probably be that more I would say just kind of the specific unique needs that that kiddos have but I also don't feel I, I think maybe we're seeing autism just like with any other any other things autism may be coupled with other things
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: so on top of it like there's autism maybe with some mental health concerns or there's you know I from what I see and what I do and, and a teacher that works with Students every day in the classroom may say something different, but, you know, I think we're seeing something mixed with something else as well. And that can Mm -hmm. create kind of a hard barrier for kids as well. But I also think on the flip side of that, I see so many amazing resources for students Mm -hmm. with autism now that, you know, I wasn't seeing a long time ago or a while ago. And I think for families, you know, I think the challenge has been maybe preparing their kiddo for the transition from an elementary to a junior high and what that looks like. And, you know, you want to, you want to prepare them, but not overwhelm them. And you don't want, you know, you don't want to create like a bubble around this kiddo where they never feel uncomfortable or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you don't want to smother, you don't want to do too much. I think there's always that balance between those two things. And I also sometimes wonder the, the special education versus not being a special education as well. You know, I am sure that that is a struggle for some families where, you know, is that really a needed thing or is there another way to find support without having to go that route Mm -hmm. as well? And so I see a lot of families sometimes struggling with that decision too, you know, because exiting special education, like, you know, what you guys went through can be scary. I mean, it is, Kind of a safety net and it yeah. feels nice to know that that support is there and so but sometimes you just see it's not needed as much anymore and you don't want to hinder and mm-hmm. you know hold back and all so yeah i know that may be a really long answer but those are kind of some of the things i see okay. mm-hmm.
0: this kind of goes into the advice part but mm-hmm. what are some of the things families can do to to make to give their kid the best chance for mm-hmm. success leading into a school year or a transition year yeah
2: I think any opportunity you can to remove the unknown so whether it be like you get the schedule earlier or you you know you figure out a way to get the schedule and you get them into the building you make a connection with somebody in the building whether it be a counselor or a teacher or a principal or something like that you know get I would say get not forceful about that but Get that done, you know. Well,
0: I think I think Diane brought Noah mm-hmm. over to the building mm-hmm. before Boost, yeah. And Boost is a
2: mm-hmm. like kind of
0: like a uh preseason training, you know, training, camp. <laughs> it's
2: training camp for <laughs> I. yes, yes. So, we, yeah, we run a transition program for all seventh graders. And um, it's the week before school starts. It's four days before school starts. And they're the only ones in the building and they can come in, get their schedule, learn all the things. But I would definitely say for a student that have, you know, for students that have some specific needs, I think getting, you know, it's, it's completely fine and people are in the building to help that happen. And so, you know, make a connection with somebody and, and advocate and explain why you would like to do that. Just, you know, take away as much of the unknown as you can. Yeah. Um, and there are people there to support that. I mean, that's a really easy thing to do, especially if it alleviates stress and anxiety and you learn the building faster, you learn your routine faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think establishing a person in the building, I think, helps. Yeah. You know, so for the little things, I mean, I can think of a few, a few different, I mean, a few different situations, especially mm-hmm. in seventh and eighth grade, where tyann and I would talk about. I think the fir- one of the first things we talked about. You had your own locker, right? And you'd always had your own locker. Yeah. Okay. You never had a locker partner, so I think we established that before you came. It was in the five hundred four. Yes. That yeah. and then
0: and they got his own. He was out like, and the was, backpack. He was out of, Both students were out in the first like,
1: two right. weeks.
2: Right. I want to say the locker might have been there before, but the Backpack, we added. I think we learned pretty quickly mm-hmm. that yeah. going back and forth in the locker and all that jazz just was not going to work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mom reached out to me like, quickly.
1: Okay, do this? And, like, okay.
2: and, and like that was just a no brainer. Right. Yeah. That one was easy. And I can't remember. Was it also, be, were you like leaving things throughout the building? I don't
1: know. Honestly, I, I dropped things a, lo- I a yeah. lot. I dropped things a lot. Yeah. Did you before I, the backpack? I mean, I'm a musician, I'm not an athlete.
2: That was a fun time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember that. And then, so I think, yeah, we established kind of that communication really openly and easily early on. And I think that helps. And so there's yeah. somebody in every place that can serve that. Purpose with you, and yeah. so finding that is I think really important too, yeah, so
0: so how would you suggest to parents? To find that person. I mean, should they start <laughs> with the
2: counselors? Or? Yeah, I, I mean, I would always tell you to because I, you know, I think they were pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would I would maybe start with a counselor, or start with a principal or somebody and um, really kind of establish that connection. You know, it is different at the secondary level because you yeah. don't really have like a one teacher who... Yeah yeah you don't have yeah the teacher you go to you have yeah well there's like seven teachers yes and so that does definitely look different I would definitely start with a counselor or a principal and you know work from there in some buildings with students with 504s they would have maybe a person that handles those mm-hmm. and so that may kind of be your person so figure out um if your kiddo has a 504 who manages that and who's going to be your point person for that and I think it's not always a counselor in some buildings it's like an at-risk coordinator or or a you know, student services coordinator and so figuring okay. out who that is.
0: Maybe so. a special ed teacher. Could be,
2: possibly. Yeah, yeah. if the student has an IEP, for so sure. Maybe if
0: the student's in special ed more mm-hmm. that goes out
2: for specials or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, yeah, so like a roster teacher for the IEP okay. or whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just lucky to get to be Noah's. You know what else I think we figured out early on now that we're talking about it? <laughs> was study hall.
1: Yeah, yep. That you great. want to talk
2: about kind of your study um, hall journey in so, seventh grade? Yeah, that
1: was fun. It was. So, the first few weeks were fine with study hall, but th- my study hall teacher, I'm not going to name, I <laughs> don't want to slam anybody here, he was very chill, which is good, which is great. He's one of my all-time favorite teachers, looking back at it now, but he would, the environment, his, his classroom was not the best place to work
0: okay. on stuff, yeah. because he, during study hall, okay.
1: mm-hmm. he would put on stuff you would, like start walking, you would like put on something like the class to watch or something like that. Like oh, if you guys are productive with, by like 2.35, I'll put something on the last 25, minutes, 15 minutes of class, uh-huh. like that, which was motivating, but also kind of like didn't help mm-hmm. with concentrating. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's get something figured out with study hall. So I just go to the library every, yeah. every day. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I don't, it did. And I don't really remember how that got set up, but we basically made it so that you would check in with me Mm -hmm. and we'd make just a little like mental checklist of what it was you needed to do. You always knew, you know what you needed to do. Um, It just, I think it helped for you to like verify it in your mind and like Mm -hmm. say it out loud to me. And then it wasn't even necessarily about staying in with me and I had to do anything. It was just simply, Hey, no, what you got? And then, He would head to the library and work on things and just having that quiet place Mm -hmm. where, yeah, yeah, there was not distraction. You can just kind of go in your zone Mm -hmm. and work on stuff was, and again, that was really easy for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's a great example of an accommodation that costs nothing. Absolutely. Other than just a little bit of time to figure out a a solution. Uh Uh-huh works for everybody yeah
2: yeah and i think that's what was so great about working with your family because there was never a situation that we didn't feel like that's fine like you know there was we could figure it out yeah you know and, and usually by the time no you had made it to me to work on to talk about something you had already had an idea in your head of what you wanted yeah, to I do yeah i knew like, what i wanted to do yeah which one like, so yeah he would tell me he was usually right. <laughs> and the lunchbox. We lose our lunchbox a lot,
1: too. That was seventh grade. That yeah. Was, that was, that, that was only seventh grade for some reason. I don't know why. I just Sweet. leave it in my locker. That come become, like, a fourth day to come back over here. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes there'd be, like, games, basketball games going on. The hallways would be shut. And like, i uh, to go find a janitor.
2: Oh, yeah. Lockers would get jammed. It
1: was a fun time.
2: It was a good learning experience.
1: Don't always don't forget your Don't forget your crap. <laughs> He left little pieces of himself throughout
2: the, the building. For a while. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Just retrace your steps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd say by, by ninth grade, Noah used you were very independent. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say Noah's mm-hmm. Noah's progression and just growth from seventh to ninth grade it was truly one of the most remarkable things I've seen. You know, it was just as far as confidence and independence mm-hmm. and and you know in another journey we went through noah too was balancing things like an honors class yeah do you remember was it was yeah, at eighth grade
1: i took an honors i took an honors class and i had to go drop to a normal level yeah class, but so explain why uh stuff was too fast yep. at the time
2: yep it wasn't so much it the wasn't content. the
1: fact that i wasn't able mm-hmm. like, to figure it out it was just like boom 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 it's mm-hmm. too fast
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so I think, and
1: then I got got to a point in the other class. I thought it was too slow. Yeah, and my mom was like, "Don't complain. You were complaining earlier." It was like, "Mom, we spent like four days on one thing. You don't do you get how dumb that how dumb how dull?" No, yeah,
2: just boring.
1: Like Mm -hmm. I need like a day or two instead of like half a day on it. Mm -hmm. mm.
2: Yeah, I think it was finding that balance between. I mean, clearly, you have all of the skill to do you know those higher mm-hmm. level honors classes but in that moment it mm-hmm. was that on top of everything else and then just the pace of that yeah. wasn't necessarily where we were yet mm-hmm. and so I think that was always that was like a. China and I had a lot of conversations about that too because I know you were kind of torn on what mm-hmm. to do yeah. with that too yeah I, I remember that but now you do aren't you in like have you done AP classes yeah I've done some of that two AP
1: classes this semester wow that's awesome. I'm good at
2: both of them. Are you? I think of course you are. So watching that journey, you know, take place was just, but it was so great to be able to do that in junior high. I feel for so many kids, that's the beautiful thing of junior high, is you can try different things and test different things out and do this and do that. And by the by the time you make it into high school, you're getting in there, and those classes and credits are there. You kind of figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were, you really... Became so confident in the things you needed, advocated so well for yourself. Um, it was just, it was an amazing journey.
0: Yeah, junior high, I think, is a very challenging time mm-hmm. for, for many kids.
2: It's not our best years for any of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I think you know, looking at Noah's journey.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, every
0: every kid's journey is different. You know, I look at look at Isaac in
1: mm-hmm.
0: in his junior high years. Mm-hmm. He wasn't at the junior high, though. It mm-hmm. was at River Hills, so it's just different. Mm-hmm. And I know other families we know have had different experiences mm-hmm. at junior high as well. So yeah. it's, that's what's really interesting about autism is everybody has just different needs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: everyone needs just different, a little bit different supports. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, you, know, you have to advocate for your kid. Absolutely. But you have to build relationships and not mm-hmm. – uh, you can't burn bridges from day one Yeah, to get what you want. Mm-hmm. You have to really mm-hmm. – it's a, it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. A, it's a relationship you have to build, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have to keep working on it. Mm-hmm.
2: And it was so great, I think, working with your family, too, and being able to say something like, you know what, I don't know, but let me find out about that, and not – and as a professional, not feeling – you know, like, it wasn't okay for me to, to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Yeah. I, you know, it was, I felt, you know, I think there's this belief sometimes where you feel like you have to have all the answers. And it was great to work with, with you guys and, you know, have Tiana say, I don't know either. And I'm like, I don't know either, but we'll figure this yeah. out. And just yeah. feeling like it was just always kind of a team together. And, you know, help, just with the end goal of, Noah being just as great as he is today, obviously, you right. know. But right. um, yeah, it was definitely that relationship piece, but also I agree with you completely, advocating for your kiddo, but also you know understanding everybody's well intentioned. We just have to figure out how to get there together. Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: No question. What's another question for? Her? Um, let's see. What advice would you give, like mm. educators or people going into education?
2: Yeah, I think what you just said, Chris, is is probably a big piece of advice I would, I would give, I would say, number one, you don't need to know everything. You don't have to have all the answers you have to. um, But I do think you have to be open to learning and being vulnerable and building that relationship with families, building that relationship with kiddos and understanding that every student with autism is, is different. And so, you know, what has worked for me with Noah and for Noah, and I may not necessarily work for me with another kiddo, you yeah. know and, and just understanding that that there is just not one answer to everything and you don't have to know all of that either. Um, you know you, you can read a hundred books and you know do all these things, but until somebody's you know right in front of you mm-hmm. and, and you just start figuring that out and yeah, so I would say so there's just not one perfect answer mm-hmm. and just to be open to to the journey together, but work, make relationships, build your team, get people you know around you that that can help you with that. What advice would you give to, let's say, a student teacher, a student teacher. coming in, and what would you tell them?
1: um Be more or less, well, be very observant of how people uh-huh. are. Okay, that's just kind of just an overall thing, not just yeah. spectrum. Yeah, as like a teacher, like be observant. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of a more self said than done mm-hmm. thing, but also um, be don't be so set in your ways that yeah. it gets in the way of how you teach or relations between students and yeah. teachers because I've seen that happen before heard stories about that with with some people and it just doesn't turn out well yeah so don't so be open mm-hmm. to su- be open to criticism be open to suggestions be open to adapting your playbook to help people mm-hmm. who are on the struggle bus, people who are not so fortunate mm-hmm. to be on, the, be on equal playing field. Yeah.
2: I think the cool thing too, Noah, is that now that you're talking about this, i remembering more things, you know, even if you were uncomfortable with something and it was outside of your comfort zone, you, you never let that hold you back. For instance, I can st- oh, gosh. I remember in seventh grade art, <laughs> you did do clay.
1: And that was not fun, and you
2: didn't like it. You didn't what? like how it felt, clay right? Clay is not a fun thing.
1: Clay, you know, like I don't like clay.
0: Yeah. What did he ever do to so- <laughs> you? So <laughs> my weakness in life is
1: someone just throws, someone just throws <laughs> like a big like. <laughs>
2: right. oh, yeah. Done. No, it's over. Yeah. So what did you do? during so that um, So I just found
1: some like latex gloves. gloves or something like that oh, no. and figured it out because you just right. you just hate like the, the yeah. feel, sensory overload yeah yeah it was yeah.
0: a clay that was like wet yes uh-huh. okay because we're in the molding stages of stuff yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: versus you know and i don't and i know to you that seems really simple like yeah i'll just put on gloves but you know we've all worked with students too you <laughs> yeah. just say would make a hundred excuses as to why they're not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You. You didn't. You know that has never been you mm-hmm. either. You know you may have been uncomfortable with it and didn't love it and yeah. you couldn't wait to get done with it, but you found ways mm-hmm. and worked with your teachers and other you know other people in your life to mm-hmm. to kind of overcome that stuff instead of yeah. letting it kind of stop you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's advice I would give to educators too is. You know, work with the kiddo on, hey, what's going to work for you? And, you know, kind of form that partnership together. On mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you say, I mean, I think working with kids on the spectrum, you need so many different tools in your toolbox. Yeah, oh my guys. Right? Yeah. How, how do you build those different tools? Is it purely just experience, mm-hmm. or are there things that you can do to help prepare?
1: Or is it?
2: I think it's experience. Um, you know, how I would handle things, maybe when I was new versus how, you know, I think when you're new, you take everything so seriously because you're scared, you're nervous, you don't want to show weakness and, you know, and, and now that you're into it later, you know, it's, it's okay to like not have all the answers. And I also think, I mean, I survive a lot through humor, maybe inappropriately, I don't know. Um, but that really works for Tiana and I, especially when we both figured out that we were like our humor was pretty similar. Um, so that really, I think, helped both of us where, you know, just things would come up and it, they weren't even catastrophic, but they would just be like weird interactions or weird things that oh, we yeah. just needed to figure out. And yeah, so we would, you know, learn to use humor. And I think it, you know, again, I just can't stress enough. You just, you don't have to have all the answers, right. but surround yourself with a good team, find somebody in your school or a couple people in your school that, we're super resourceful and have been there a while to have that experience you don't have mm-hmm. and go to them and talk to them and seek them out. And I think a lot of it just comes from experience. Yeah, it really does. I,
0: I think what you said about seeking people out mm-hmm. that, that you can talk to mm-hmm. uh, is a really good, good idea. And I, even in, in what I do, if I'm meeting with someone, they ask me a question I don't know. I, I say, I don't know. Right. Right. But, when you don't know, if you're going to look into it, get back to them, Yeah, say that, and then actually And do then that.
2: follow through. Right.
0: Absolutely. So all those, all those things are really important,
2: I mm-hmm. think, in any job. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. Just in general. But I think yeah. definitely, you know, in education, like you said, in any job, but I think in education, too, where um, I think it's important, because, you know, you're, these are people's kiddos. This is, right. you know, these are, these are their, their things. This is their love. These are... Things they care about the most in the world are their kids. And so, you know, I think most parents are so wonderful. Honestly, the vast majority of parents are amazing as long as they know you have the best interest of the kiddo at heart, too. We just got to figure this out yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of the things that you've been able to experience by working with families like us? <sighs> um, I thought we're the, no, but the you greatest are. family. Ever,
2: but... Oh, but you are. Um, oh my gosh, I think this is
0: why we have you on this podcast you should. To, to build us up, you know.
2: <laughs> Thank you, yeah, yes, I'm happy that. to do it. <laughs> Things I, oh gosh, being able to experience, I think that your family um, just allowed me personally and professionally just to. Um, I was still fairly new to Cedar Falls when I met you guys, and I And I joke with Tyann about this a little bit, but I always say Cedar Falls is like a beautiful pair of shoes to me that it's so pretty <laughs> and you want to wear them. But when you do, that pinches a little, you know, and so I think Tayanne, honestly was one of the first parents I met that I was like, oh, there are normal people here who have really sarcastic humor and maybe sometimes swear and like, that's okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) She'll probably want you to edit that out, but it was, you know, just refreshing to me to um, get to meet people who just say, Hey, we're in this together. Let's figure this out. Didn't expect me to have all the answers. It was never combated when things came up. It was totally something we could solve Mm -hmm. together. And I felt you know, super appreciated. And I hope that that you guys felt that for me too, that, you know, how much I appreciated all of the support. And and I also just think getting to know Noah was, it was just so wonderful. It was so fun. I think we had so many laughs, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the three years together, whether it be just something stupid I had done or vice versa. versa. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And, you know, watching you as like a musician to just Get your confidence. And I was it I still remember when your voice changed mm. and like all of these fun things that happened together. I felt like, you know, I kind of felt like I was on like the journey with you guys, if like you included yeah. me in that. And it felt so great to be I needed that probably just as much as you needed that. And I don't know that I've ever told Tanya that, but mm. I probably needed that just as much to kind of feel like it, it yeah. felt really good to go through that together. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think too just getting to see what a difference little accommodations make for a kid. You know, yeah. just little things like let me carry your bag or let me go to the library or I need my own locker. Like done.
1: You know, those yeah. are so
2: easy, but yeah. little things like that, that it feels good to be able to provide. And then it makes such a big difference for you. Yeah. Right. And so those have been really easy things now for us yeah. to provide for other kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Plus well, so as a parent and you, you're trying to anticipate all the things that might go wrong. Hmm no matter what the situation is and you think about, Oh my gosh, can you even get the locker open? Right. Yeah. That, I think that, I, that was, I like remember that. But that's, that's, I think that's very normal, you know, but you know, for Noah, it's like, Oh my gosh, he's going to have to carry his books. Yeah. yeah so, you know, just I still mm-hmm. understand why you can't have backpacks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You
2: to to high school. You can, the high school is probably more just at a sheer size and weirdness of the building. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see both sides of the backpack thing a little yeah. bit too. Um,
0: so, but, but the big thing was if he could just have a backpack
2: mm-hmm.
0: and use that during the day. Yeah. That's one less thing. Yep. That we have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And that he that his anxiety would be lower, Absolutely. and then he can concentrate and pay be better yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's like anybody if you're not. If you're not feeling well, if you have like anxiety about something, yep. you can't really focus on what you're supposed to do. Yes, yes. So really, what we're, these accommodations are all about, uh, re- reducing or eliminating anxiety mm-hmm. points of anxiety that are going to cause the kids to flip out
2: mm-hmm. yeah. completely, yeah. or
0: just get into the routine mm-hmm. that just makes you know everything else they have to focus on. Yeah. Um, they don't. If you can just remove those barriers. Right. Then it just makes them more successful, right? No, I. think that's and that's really what I see as mm-hmm. these combinations. Now. I agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think. Um, yeah. If you no, know, if you're sitting in history and all you're wondering is where you left,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know your math stuff. Yeah. You just you didn't have to worry about that stuff anymore. It was <laughs> it was all right there for you. And I know it seems so simple, but it was such a you know. Yeah. Yeah, it w- it was a big deal for you. So it was it was good, and it just felt great to. go through that journey with you it was seriously one of the most rewarding parts of my career has been you know just watching you grow and yeah it's so fun can i follow you to college and (laughs) if you do study hall with me in college um Mm, there's hesitation yeah
0: (laughs) all right now do you have any other questions no it's nice no no i think we've kind of covered
2: yeah. Is there anything
0: else you wanted to? No,
2: I just really appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate it. It was great. It was fun.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. we really appreciate your perspective on mm-hmm. things. Um, not only with, just with Noah, but just in general. I, I think people who listen to this episode will hopefully think about like the accommodations and yeah. working together as a team yes. thing. I think those are really important mm-hmm. concepts.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finding your person, I think within the yeah. school, you know, especially as you transition To a new school where that support looks different, you know, get persistent in finding who that support is going to be. Because it's there. Awesome. All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks for being on the show. Yes. Thanks for listening.